I found Rome a city of bricks and left it a city of marble. Caesar Augustus, Emperor of Rome. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul. In today's episode, we'll be tackling some myths about the greatest empire in world history, the Roman Empire. There's no question that the vast majority of us have formed our perceptions about ancient Rome from movies far more than from history books. Ben-Hur, Gladiator, I, Claudius, the HBO series Rome, and countless other sword and sandal films and TV shows over the past 75 years or so have cemented what we know, or at least think we know, about the time of the Caesars. As is often the case when Hollywood gets involved, we're wrong about pretty much all of it. So with apologies to both long-held beliefs and cinema legends like Charlton Heston and Russell Crowe, here are some of the biggest myths about the Roman Empire. A2 Brute Julius Caesar's famous last words at his assassination were not what we've heard all our lives. According to Suetonius, his last words weren't even in Latin, but in Greek, and they were, Kai Su Technon, or And You Also. These words were spoken to Brutus, the son of Caesar's mistress, but A2 Brute comes to us not from Caesar, but 1600 years later from Shakespeare. Another enduring cinematic myth is galley slaves. While there were indeed slaves who were forced to row vessels, Roman war galleys were not rowed by slaves. The reason's a fairly simple and common sense one. Slaves would be far more likely to mutiny and turn on their Roman masters in battle than actual crewmen would. This is exactly what happened in the film Ben-Hur. So, galley slaves were not something that was common in the Roman Navy. This next one still generates a lot of debate. But the fact is, Nero did not fiddle while Rome burned. Ignoring for a moment the fact that the violin or fiddle wasn't even invented until 1500, historians today are fairly certain that Nero wasn't even in the city when the fire broke out. It most likely started in shops selling flammable materials, though we'll never be sure. What we do know for certain is that the people needed someone to blame, and as he wasn't very popular to start with, they blamed Nero. Like politicians throughout history, Nero managed to deflect attention from himself to a more convenient scapegoat, the Christians, at the time still a small and suspect sect. He ordered many crucified, some were thrown to wild animals in the arena, and others were covered in pitch, tied to poles, and set on fire to light his gardens. So while he didn't start the fire of Rome, Nero was definitely not a good guy. Another enduring myth 
is that gladiators always fought to the death. From the movies Spartacus to Gladiator, this myth has held fast for millennia. But historian Georges Veal calculated that in the first century, the death rate among gladiators was roughly 10%, a far lower number than any of us probably would have thought. But the reason for this actually should be pretty obvious. Just like professional athletes today, gladiators were highly trained performers who were also a huge investment for their owners. In short, they were expensive. There are records indicating that if a gladiator died or was disabled, other than at the command of the emperor, the venue hosting the event had to pay a fine to the gladiator's owner. For some gladiators, in fact, it was a lengthy and lucrative career. So definitely not what Hollywood has taught us. Our final myth for this episode is the vomitorium. I have to confess, dear listeners, that this is one myth I actually bought into until I started researching this episode. I believe the shows and stories of Romans gorging themselves at feasts and orgies and then throwing it all up in the vomitorium to make room for even more food. Needless to say, as some of you probably already knew, I am an idiot. In reality, the vomitoria were passages that allowed people to move quickly and easily to and from their seats in an amphitheater. In fact, these passages enabled thousands of people to be seated within minutes, faster than even our best venues today. This is one myth that I was thrilled to find out was false. So that's five big myths about ancient Rome. There are more, of course, but these stood out for me, especially the last one. I hope you've enjoyed it, and that it makes you want to learn even more about the glories of ancient Rome. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.